Welcome. This is Salty Therapy, and my name is Tammy. I'm a licensed clinical social worker with a private practice. However, this podcast is not intended to be used in place of professional treatment. It is intended for encouragement, information, and entertainment. Today, our discussion will revolve around depression. What does it look like? And coping skills that we can use to address it. But before we do that, I would like to note that I am not a psychiatrist. This is information only. This is just starting a conversation. It is not a diagnosis, nor is it a treatment plan. If you believe that you may be struggling with a mental health disorder, please contact your medical provider. So depression in recent months especially, has been on the rise. I've seen it with my own clients. I've seen it in my community around me. Um, And, you know, part of that is the isolation that we're feeling. We are missing the affection, the hugs, the, you know, shaking hands, just being close to the people that mean something in our lives. Many of us, we can't even spend time with our own parents or siblings. Uh, because they're too far away. We can't travel to get to them. They're too high risk. We can't risk getting near them. Um, and it's, it's proven to be very difficult for a lot of people. And for some who already had depression, those symptoms are being exacerbated because of the situation that's going on. So I think it's a timely um, conversation for us to have. So I want to start with some of the signs um, of depression. And this is certainly not all of them, um, but it's some of the more common um, symptoms that you may see. Uh, somebody may experience persistent, persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness, a loss of interest in activities you once enjoyed, irritability and anger, feelings of worthlessness, difficulty concentrating, or indecisiveness. Some physical symptoms can include digestive issues, insomnia, chronic pain, unexplained weight gain or weight loss, lack of energy or motivation, or restlessness. So out of that list, um, one of the ones that I find takes people by surprise the most is irritability and anger. That is actually one of the more common symptoms of depression. And uh, because it's not understood or recognized by so many people, they don't realize that that's what they're struggling with. They're expectation is that they would be lying in a corner on the floor in the fetal position crying all the time. And that's not how depression shows up for many people. I also want to bring up the subject of suicide. If somebody you know, or if it is you that are ha- that is having suicidal ideations, the ideas of suicide, or you're considering or have made an attempt at suicide, um, please, please, if you're having any ideas about suicide, uh, call a medical professional immediately or call 911. Okay. Um, suicidal ideations can be just as dangerous as 
suicide attempts. It's the beginning. So I implore you to seek help for that. Um, so there are very clear criteria in what is called the DSM-5, which is our diagnostic um, manual. It tells us the criteria that has to be met in order to have an official diagnosis of a mental health disorder. Um, and it helps us to accurately diagnose depression, and there's different levels of depression. Um, but this should only be done by a professional in order that you would receive pr appropriate treatment. Um, and if you need medication, what is appropriate for that um, and appropriate treatment plan. So what I don't want to have happen is for somebody to hear the symptoms of depression that I've just read and say, oh my gosh, I'm depressed and I have to be on medication or I, I don't know, maybe you'll make a different decision based on the fact that you think you're depressed. I don't want anybody to leave this conversation thinking that. What I do want you to do is remember that this is just that, a conversation. It's about bringing to light um, some of these symptoms and making it easier for you to make a decision as to whether you should go to your primary doctor and have a conversation. If you already have a psychiatrist, calling your psychiatrist, calling your therapist, um, but don't ignore it. You may have a conversation and they may say, don't worry about it. It's situational. You know, you're doing all of these things. I'm not seeing this. You're fine. But at least then you know from a professional's point of view that you're okay. But they may say, you need a little bit of extra support in this right now. And it may very well be situational. And when COVID is over, you and you get back into a normal rhythm, a normal life, a normal um, community and, and interacting with people, when, when your quote unquote normalcy comes back, whatever that's going to look like after COVID, you may find that many of these symptoms lift um, or they don't. So that's why it's really important for you to understand depression. Now, what's more important to me is um, not just the diagnosis, because you can get that from a professional, but what coping skills can you use if you are in fact diagnosed with depression? First is going to be medication management. If you're diagnosed with depression and you're put on an antidepressant or any other medication, medication management is absolutely imperative. Work with a doctor, number one, to find the correct medication and understand that depression medication does not work like um, Tylenol. If I have a headache, I take Tylenol, headache goes away. That's not how antidepressants work. Uh, number one, they take they have to reach a level before they start working, and this can take weeks. Uh, number two, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Not every medication works for every person. Uh, they sometimes have to play with the doses. They may have to combine small amounts of two different medications to get the results that they're looking for. Um, there, There's time 
uh, questions as far as the best time to take the medication. So this is something that you must work out with a doctor. You have to talk to them and be honest with them about what's going on and always take your medication as directed. Don't skip your pills. Don't make a decision that, um, you know, I don't need this today. I feel great. Um, if they tell you to take it at night, take it at night. Don't take it at night and then take it again in the morning. It's really important that you take it as directed and follow up with all of your appointments with the doctor because that is an opportunity for your doctor to really check in with you and see how you're doing. They know how you should be improving by a certain point in time. And if they're not seeing evidence of that, then that's an indicator to them that something needs to change. So always keep those appointments. And I cannot impress upon you enough how important it is to never, ever stop taking your medication outside of a doctor's orders and with their assistance. Most of these medications, you cannot quit cold turkey. You have to come off of them slowly. It doesn't mean that they're addictive in nature. Some can be, some medications can be, but there are, there are some, um, concerns with, with just stopping medication cold turkey. So never ever do that outside of a doctor's orders and their assistance. A second coping skill is gratitude. Um, having gratitude for even the little things in life. It just changes your perspective. It changes how you choose to look at the world. Um, and it's very challenging to have gratitude when you are depressed. So that is the reason it's a good coping skill. Um, you can keep a gratitude journal. You can, um, do it as a meditation. Um, I have my clients, uh, keep a list of three things a day that they are grateful for. But the trick is they have to change those three things. They cannot be grateful for their children Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They can be, and they probably are, but I want you to put three different things every day. And what that does is it challenges them to walk through their day actually looking at things to be grateful for. And there's going to be days when you're going to have amazing things to be grateful for. But then there's going to be days that you have to walk in the grass and be grateful for what the grass feels like under your toes or how much you appreciated that cold drink after your walk. Um it may be more difficult finding things to be grateful for, but you got to stay in that groove. Another coping skill is talking to others. And I know that there's a stigma related to um, mental health uh, issues or, um, you know, being depressed or having anxiety. And you're afraid of judgment. And you're afraid people will think less of you, or you're afraid that people will assume that you can't handle things. What you'll find out when you talk to others is you're not alone. You'll find out that there are many people out there who are struggling just like you. And when you talk to others and find out that you're not alone, man, that just does wonders to know 
that there's nothing there. You're not broken. You're not um, a waste of skin, if you will, that, that you are a human being with feelings and emotions and that you're going through a difficult time. And it may be chemical, it may be situational, it may be hormonal, but that doesn't matter. The point is, is that you're not alone in this. So talking to others, don't isolate. Isolating is not healthy when you're struggling with depression. Another coping skill is exercise. And I know that I said earlier, one of the signs of depression is lack of motivation and lack of energy. There are times when you have to practice these coping skills, not because you feel like it, it's the right thing to do. And exercising is absolutely one of the best things you can do for yourself. Number one, it gets you out of the house or it gets you moving, gets your body moving, which increases your energy. So that's going to combat one of those symptoms. The other thing is that it's going to um, increase the endorphins in your body. And those endorphins are your feel-good hormones. Those are the hormones that really um, lift you up, right? So exercising is very important. Um, kind of touched on this a moment ago, but the next coping skill is going to be a change in perspective. A change in perspective is really going to be an internal work that you do. You're going to um, challenge that negative self-talk that is going on through your head. So if you've got chronic pain and you just don't see an end to it, then you have to, you have to challenge, take captive that negative thought. This chronic pain is not going to last forever. I am not this pain. I am more than this pain. Go to your gratitude list. I am grateful for what I can do. I am grateful for who's in my life helping me. Um, you can pray really, really pray. Go to the Lord with your concerns. Go to the Lord with the 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 pain and those feelings that you're having and ask for his peace and ask for his joy. Change in perspective is so powerful. There's a therapeutic uh, technique called cognitive behavioral therapy. And the premise of that is simply um, something happens, you have a thought about that thing that happened. And as a result of that thought, you have feelings. And as a result of those feelings, then you make a decision to do something or not to do something. Well, we're not usually in charge of the event that occurs. And we're not in charge of the feelings that are consequential to the thought. Um, but we are we do have some control over the thought. So if you immediately go to that negative thought, you can stop, you can take that thought captive, you can change what you tell yourself, and you're going to find as a result, you're going to have a different set of feelings, and more than likely have a different outcome. So having a change in perspective, very important coping skill. 
The next coping skill is really going to be managing your physical health. It's so important to pay attention to that. And when you're really depressed, it's one of the last things that you're paying attention to. One of the first indicators to a therapist or a doctor that a client may be struggling with depression is that they're not taking care of their daily hygiene. They're not doing their hair. They're not washing. They're wearing dirty clothes. Um, they, you know, have yesterday's makeup still smeared on their face. It's, it's just an indicator that they're not in touch with their physical self. So taking care of that physical self, having a healthy diet. And I am a chocoholic, like many, many people. I love sweets and having a healthy diet can be a challenge on the best days. And when you're depressed, it's even more so. Remember, you're making decisions based on facts, not feelings. So having a healthy diet is really going to be based around um, eating clean, keeping the sugar out of your diet. Sugar is an inflammatory um, and you're going to find sugar hidden in a lot of foods. So having an awareness of that, um, watching your caffeine intake, um, there, there's a lot of different ways of eating out there. Again, this is something that you can speak to your physician about or a dietitian about. You can get um, a uh, referral for a dietitian to see and get set on a good plan and have some accountability for that. Managing your physical health can include meditation and prayer, which is going to calm your central nervous system. It's going to bring that racing thought pattern that you've got going on. It's going to bring it down. It's going to lower your respirations, lower your blood pressure. Um, and that is all going to have a positive um uh, outcome for your symptoms of depression. We mentioned exercise. So obviously exercising falls under managing your physical health and spend some time outside. I can't tell you how many people who are depressed tell me how much time they spend in the house in front of the TV or the computer watching movies or Lawn Order or, you know, one of those um, shows that plays constantly on a channel. So they just, they get stuck and they get on this loop, break that loop, break that structure, go outside, sit in the sunshine. Vitamin D is your friend. Sit in the sunshine, feel the breeze on your face, listen to the birds, like get really present with what's going on around you. Um, another coping skill is not only, um, is prayer good in managing those signs and symptoms of depression, but recognizing that depression is not just a physical, um, disease, that it is a spiritual struggle as much as it's an emotional or, or physical or, um, mental problem. This, this spiritual struggle, and it really depends too on what you've been told and what you've been taught in your churches, but there's this feeling of I've earned this, or there's a feeling of I'm not spiritual enough, or God doesn't love me, or this is my sin coming back. That is a lie. That is a lie. Nowhere in the Bible does it talk about that. Um, 
God's design for us is to experience the joy and the peace that we can receive from Him. His design was not that we would walk around depressed and feeling hopeless. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. So stay plugged into a supportive community that can lift you up and pray for you as well. So today we talked about depression. And we just started this conversation. This is something that I really wanted you to listen to and then take some time and journal and think about what are you going through? Are you seeing this in one of your children or in your spouse or in a parent? And what can you do to help them? Well, the first thing you can do is you can encourage them to seek medical help. And then you can also talk to them um, about these coping skills and, and maybe even partner with them in some of these coping skills. Um, don't make decisions to try these coping skills based on your feelings. Remember what I said, we don't make decisions based on feelings. We make them based on facts. I want to reiterate that if you believe you may be depressed and you are not being treated, please contact your medical provider. And if you are having suicidal ideations, please contact 911. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and share it with your friends and family. If you have comments or suggestions for future podcasts, you can also find me at SaltyTherapy.com and at SaltyTherapy on Instagram and Facebook. Peace and joy. See you next week. Bye.